Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with life-changing faith as we pick up in Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 3. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Amend your ways and your doings, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. Trust ye not in lying words, saying, The temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are these. Now, the prophet is rebuking the people that are coming to worship because, number one, they are coming out of wrong motivation. Somehow they feel that because the temple has been restored and rebuilt, that they are going to be safe now from their enemies. They haven't altered their lifestyle at all. They're still doing all of the same wicked things that they were doing before. They're still burning their incense to Baal. They're still sacrificing their children to the fires of Molech. They're doing all of these abominable things as far as God is concerned. But now we've got the temple. And because the temple is here, surely God is going to spare us. And they were looking at the temple as sort of a magical charm, an amulet of some sort that is going to keep us from being destroyed. But the prophet is declaring you're trusting in lying words when you think that just the fact that you have a temple, that that building is is going to somehow be a magical charm for you to keep you from the judgments that are coming upon you because of your deeds, your ways, your activities. God, again, is interested in a relationship with you that changes your life. And coming to church isn't really where it's at unless your heart and your life is dedicated to God. There are a lot of people try to appease their conscience, resting in church membership, resting in past spiritual experiences or past rituals. But God declares here that you are trusting in lying words, that there is no salvation in these things. The church cannot save you. A ritual cannot save you. Only a living, life-changing faith in Jesus Christ can save you. And if your faith in Christ has not altered your life, then your faith must be challenged and questioned. If I would say to you, folks, I believe that there is a bomb planted in this church, an extremely powerful bomb Uh, that's going to go off in three minutes. I believe this because somehow I just have a strong feeling that, you know, this bomb is about ready to explode. And I just go on and, and, you know, (laughs) ignore it and just keep talking and everything else. You say, oh, you don't really believe there's a bomb there. Your, Your actions are not in keeping with what you say you believe. If I really believed there was a bomb here, I'd say, all right, now no one panic, but let's all get up and exit as quickly as you can out of this place, you know. My actions would agree with what I declare I believe. There's got to be a harmony. If I really believe something, 
between what I believe and the actions of my life. And if you say that you really believe in Jesus Christ, that he is the Son of God, and that he died to save us from our sins, then that belief should be matched by your life and your lifestyle. It is wrong and it is inconsistent for me to talk about my believing in God and believing in the Spirit and all and to be living totally after my flesh. Now, that was exactly what was going on in this situation. Their words, they were deceiving themselves with their words because they could mouth the right phrases. They had deceived themselves and they were trusting in lying words rather than trusting in a living relationship with God. And so the prophet is warning them to not trust in these lying words just because they were awed by the fact, oh, the temple of Jehovah, beautiful, gorgeous. Don't you feel good? Temple of Jehovah, you know. Yeah, I don't care what you feel. It's what you're doing that God is interested in. And so he said, amend your ways, your doings. And, and that I will cause you to dwell in this place. I'll protect you then. I will be with you then. I'll be your defense then. But this temple isn't going to save you. This building isn't going to save you. If you want me to work in your behalf, then change your ways. For if you thoroughly amend your ways and your doings, if you thoroughly execute judgment between man and his neighbor, if you do not oppress the stranger, the fatherless, the widow, and if you do not shed innocent blood in this place, neither walk after the other gods to your own hurt, then will I cause you to dwell in this place in the land that I gave to your fathers forever and ever. Hey, if you live right, if you walk right, you can live here forever. I will be a defense to you. I will watch over you. I will keep you. But not just because you have the temple. Not just because you have a religious observance. Let me see it proved in your life and in your lifestyle, amend your ways and the things you're doing. Start living right. God wants us to be honest. God wants us to be just. God wants us to be fair. God does not want us to oppress the poor or to take advantage of another person's situation. God wants us to love each other as we love ourselves. Now, is there anything evil with that? Wouldn't it be wonderful to live in a world where people were doing what God wanted them to do? How glorious this world would be if we were all doing what God wants us to do. If we were all genuinely loving one another and caring for one another interested in one another, helping one another, lifting the person that has fallen, helping the person that is weak. If we were all concerned and loving one another, it would be a glorious world to live in. 
And that's what God requires, and that's what God wants of us. But the people were all doing their own thing. They were all living for their own selfish motivations, and they were all so covetous, trying to gain for themselves and not caring who they hurt or who was destroyed by it. And their greed had overcome them. God said, so just having a temple, just, you know, going to, coming to temple, that's not going to do it. I want more than that. Just coming to church, that's not going to do it. God wants more than that. He wants a commitment of your life. He wants you to change your ways. He wants you to start living according to his will. Behold, the prophet said, you trust in lying words that cannot profit or save you. You're, the, you. The words cannot save you. Mouthing right phrases cannot save Mouthing the Apostles' Creed won't save you. Mouthing the 23rd Psalm or John 3.16 won't save you. Salvation is more than just a creed that is recited. It is a commitment of my heart and life to Jesus Christ. So the Lord shows the inconsistency. Will you steal and murder and commit adultery and swear falsely and burn incense unto Baal and walk after other gods whom ye know not and come and stand before me in this house which is called by my name and say, oh, we're free to do all of these abominations. You say, oh, could people really do that? Could they be committing adultery and fornication and all during the week and then come to the house of God and say, oh, we have the grace of God that covers us and, and we have freedom in Christ to do anything we want. And so the prophet speaks out against it. It was happening then, it happens today. There are people who live after their own flesh during the week. They're dishonest in their business practices. They lie. They steal. They commit adultery. Commit fornication. And then they dare to come and stand in the house of God and think because they have come to the house of God that that should somehow Take care of all they've done, because after all, Lord, I put a five in the plate last week, you know, and buy my way out. No way. God says, change your way. Amend your life, amend your doings, and then I will keep you and I will watch over you and you'll dwell safely in this place. Is this house, God said, which is called by my name, become a den of robbers? Behold, even I have seen it, saith the Lord. You remember when Jesus came to the temple and he found those that were changing money and selling doves. He took and made a whip and he began to overturn the tables of the money changers and he began to drive them out. And he said, my father's house was to be called a house of prayer, but you've made it a den of thieves. The Lord said, is my house which is called by my name. You see, they were saying, oh, the temple of Jehovah, the temple of Jehovah. It was called by his name, but they 
it became a, a gathering place for a bunch of robbers, a den of robbers. Now the Lord says, go to the place where you used to worship in Shiloh, the place that was built there to worship me, where I set my name at the beginning. When, I, when they first came into the land and began to inherit the land, the first place the tabernacle was set was in Shiloh. And so God said, go up to Shiloh, the place where my name was placed at the first, and see what I did to it for the wickedness of my people Israel. Look at its desolation. And now because ye have done all of these works, saith the Lord, and I spake unto you rising up early and speaking, but you heard not, and I called you, but you did not answer. Therefore will I do unto this house, which is called by my name, wherein you trust, See, they're trusting in the house, not in God. People trusting in the church, not in Christ. Trusting in a ritual, not in a living relationship. And unto the place which I gave to you and to your fathers, as I have done to Shiloh, I'm going to do the same thing to this place. I'm going to make it desolate. I'm going to destroy it. And I will cast you out of my sight as I have cast out all your brothers, even the whole seed of Ephraim, or that is the northern tribes of Israel. Therefore, and now God is saying to Jeremiah after the message, therefore, Jeremiah, pray not for this people, neither lift up cry nor prayer for them, neither make intercession to me, for I will not Hear thee. Ooh, what solemn, harsh words. As God says, that's it, Jeremiah. I've had it. Don't cry to me for them. Don't pray to me for them. Don't lift up your voice anymore for them because I won't even hear you. You remember back in the book of Genesis when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, that the Lord looked throughout the earth and there was none righteous except Noah in his generation. And the Lord spake unto Noah, saying, My spirit will not always strive with man. Now, in that, there is a blessing and there is a curse. There is a blessing that God's Spirit strives with us at all. That's so beautiful, that God would strive with me, that God would take time for me, that God is interested enough in me that he sends his Spirit to strive with me to live the right life and to follow after him in order that I might receive all of the blessings and the goodness and the glory of being a child of God. God actually strives with me for something which is so good for me. Seems to me that men would be clamoring after him so that God does strive with man as a blessing. But the curse is God won't always strive. A person can turn his back upon the Lord. He can harden himself to God to the place where God's spirit will no longer strive. And with Jeremiah, God will say, all right, that's it. They've gone too far. Don't pray anymore for their good. If you do, I'm not going to hear you. Don't cry unto me for them. That's it. No more. I don't want to hear another prayer. I don't want you to ask anymore for them because I won't hear you. 
When God says of a person, that's it. They've gone too far. You say, is such a thing possible? The scripture teaches that it is. God said, Ephraim is joined to her idols. Let her alone. Don't try anymore. Just let her alone. Paul tells us in Romans, wherefore God has given them up. How tragic when God gives a person up, when God gives up on a man. Now, you see, God isn't under any obligation to strive with you at all. The fact that he strives at all is, uh, is just, you know, it's just a marvel that I can't fully understand. He's under no obligation. God doesn't owe me a thing. But yet, because of his love, he strives with man. But there comes a time, we know not when, a place we know not where, that marks the destiny of men twixt sorrow and despair. There is a line, though by man unseen, once it has been crossed, even God himself in all of his love has sworn that as all is lost. In John 12, 38, it said, therefore they could not believe. It didn't say they would not believe. They could not believe. It came to the place where they could not believe. They had gone too far. And when God says to Jeremiah, therefore pray thou not for this people, neither lift up a cry nor prayer for them, neither make intercession to me, for I will not hear the people have gone too far. They've gone beyond the point of no return. Seest thou not what they do in the cities of Judah in the streets of Jerusalem? The children gather wood and the fathers kindle the fire and the women knead their dough to make cakes to the queen of heaven. They're worshiping Ashtoreth, Semiramis, the queen of heaven the goddess of fertility, and to pour out drink offerings unto other gods that they may provoke me to anger. So here, God's people, the little children are out gathering sticks, and the fathers, they bring them home to the fathers who kindle the fire, and the women are there kneading the dough so they can bake these little cakes to the goddess of fertility. Semiramis, the queen of heaven. God said, that's it. That's, that's more than I can take. Just leave. Don't pray anymore. Don't intercede anymore. I'm through. I've had it. That's, that's it. Do they provoke me to anger, saith the Lord? Do they not provoke themselves to the confusion of their own faces? Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, my anger and my fury shall be poured out upon this place, upon man, upon the beast, upon the trees of the field, upon the fruit of the ground, and it shall burn and shall not be quenched. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Put your burnt offerings unto your sacrifices and eat flesh. For I spake not unto your fathers, nor commanded them in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt concerning burnt offerings or sacrifices." But this thing commanded I them, saying, Obey my voice. God said, I didn't set up sacrifices to begin with. The burnt offerings and the peace offerings, God didn't establish them until after he had given the law and they, they disobeyed the law. Then God 
set the sacrifices for burnt offering and all. But he said, I said unto them, Obey my voice, and I will be your God. You will be my people. Walk in all of the ways that I have commanded you, and it will be well unto you. Just obey me, God says, and walk with me in harmony with my desires and wishes. But they hearkened not, nor inclined their ear, but they walked in the counsels and the imaginations of their own evil hearts. And they went backward, away from me, instead of towards me. Since the day that your fathers came forth out of the land of Egypt unto this day, I have even sent unto you all of my servants, the prophets, daily rising up early and sending them. God had not left them. From the beginning, he had sent his messengers, his servants, to warn them and to challenge them to commit their lives to God. Yet they hearkened not unto me, nor inclined their ear, but they hardened their neck, and they did worse than their fathers. Therefore thou shalt speak all these words unto them, but they will not hearken. Now you're to go out, Jeremiah, and say the words, but they're not going to listen. Oh, man, what a heavy-duty trip Jeremiah had. continue with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Jeremiah in our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Jeremiah 7 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD, and our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. Now may the Lord be with you. May the Lord watch over you and keep you in His love and his, in His grace. May the Lord cause you to abound in every good work for Jesus Christ. And may the Lord grant to you new dimensions of relationship with Him that you might become more keenly aware of His presence with you and His power to help you. May God bless you. May you have just a fruitful, blessed week walking with Jesus Christ. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. Undoubtedly, one of the most glaring signs that our society is in trouble is the breakdown of the family unit. Marriages just aren't making it today, and kids are suffering as they watch the breakup of their homes. Those marriages still holding together are often plagued by conflict and turmoil, making the home a battleground instead of a refuge. 
That's why The Word for Today would like to present Pastor Chuck Smith's Marriage and Family MP3, where Pastor Chuck discusses basic biblical principles to keep a family's love alive. Each member of the family has a different set of needs and responsibilities. And when you know and apply God's principles, everyone in the family can experience real peace, real joy, and an agape love. To order your copy of the Marriage and Family MP3 by Chuck Smith, call The Word for Today at 800-272-WORD or visit us online at thewordfortoday.org.